Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Let's get back to the calls, 877-337-6666, whatever's on your mind. Started the show talking about the Yankees, did a little Jets and Giants as well. Even mentioned the Knicks. Finally had a chance to check out the Knicks in action this year. They are now 2-1. and one. They take care of the Magic at the Garden. I'll tell you, it is promising. Julius Randle off to a good start, which is good to see. He just looks like he's having fun out there. Mitchell Robinson is a beast on the boards and defensively. Nice to have him back, but Brunson is the difference maker. My one issue is they can't shoot. R.J. Barrett can't shoot. That's the problem. Really, and now you know why they tried to get Donovan Mitchell for R.J. Barrett. If you replace Barrett, and I love Barrett's makeup. I love his physicality. I I love a lot about R.J. Barrett, except for the fact that he can't shoot the basketball. If he could shoot, that's what would take this team to the next level, and he can't. Sean is calling from Wilmington, North Carolina. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, Sean? How you doing? Not bad. How are hey, you? Hey, man. Good. They got to get rid of cash with a boom, man. Um, when's the last time they developed a player in the last 20 years besides Judge, a position player? I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous because these other teams now can spend money uh, like they can. All right? They're not going to be able to outspend anybody anymore. And as... Uh, Tiki but why? Why is that? Days. Wait, why is that the case? Why can't they outspend anybody? Oh, well, the payrolls are the San Diego Padres, the Phillies, the. Uh, well, I'm saying they Dodgers. could. They're just choosing not to. They could. They could go out there and spend, and they have spent a lot. I mean, it's not like the Yankees are in the bottom half of the league in payroll. They're right up there at the top. But they, no, yeah, no, they're not, and they they do spend money. But why do we keep having to outspend everybody? Can't we bring up some players like Houston does? Like Houston has that great shortstop. They replaced Cabrera with this guy Pena. Right. This guy Pena was playing at the University of Maine two years ago. Okay, up in Siberia at the top of Maine. He was playing in a low-level Division One school, and they went and plucked him out of there. And this guy Penny looks like a real, uh, an all potential all-star oh, here. Pena, no, he's and, a stud. Uh, I mean, he's a stud. Jeremy Payne's a stud. I mean, the Braves, the Braves revamped their system, and the Mets are going to have to deal with these young players from the Mets for the next ten years now. Okay. Uh, what, what, what are you talking about? With the, what are you talking about the Braves? What, I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Braves, the Braves revamped their minor league system, and they have a they have a bunch of young players now that are absolutely fantastic. Right. Oh, so you're saying right? So you're saying you want the Yankees to develop players like that? I mean, I think every team would want to develop players like that. But doesn't that? But doesn't the Yankees have this phenomenal reach? You know, 
schools in the Dominican Republic. I'm sure they got tons of scouts out there. Um, they got the money to cover the, the entire world, I'm sure. All right. The Caribbean, Venezuela, wherever they want to go. And we, we've got one guy in 20 years as a position player that was any good. And that's Judge. I mean, there's something wrong here. And I think that falls under Cashman. Maybe he's not the director of scouting, but he, he, he kind of, I'm sure he, that guy's under his umbrella. And then you don't have the sense of urgency from George, uh, with Hal. So there's you no know, going into the playoffs. It's like George, George lets the players know, Hey, you better play just as well as you did during the season. You know, there's, there's no excuse. You just don't have that from Hal. And then you got, you had a really, you had a really steady hand with Joe Torrey when he was uh, winning all those world championships and he knew how to manage. And, uh, he was a steady hand, you know, maybe Boone's panicking in the dugout during these games and he's, you know, he's got the players well, all around. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's panicking. I don't think Boone, look, first and foremost, Boone is not the problem. Second, they didn't want a manager. They wanted a guy who could be an extension of the front office. The Yankees got caught up instead of leading. Don't be a leader. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. Instead of leading, they became followers, and they wanted to follow the model of, let's say, the Rays. They wanted to outray the Rays, and they don't do that. They're the Yankees, so they wanted to have an extension of the front office, just like the Rays when they hire these, you know, data applicators. They didn't want a real manager. That's why they got rid of Joe Girardi. And the Yankees have not been back to where they were with Girardi. Girardi not only won a World Series, but in 2017, in a year where they were expecting, they went into that year, Sean. And thank you for the call. They went into 2017 fully expecting nothing. And then they could have made the excuse, we're going to let Joe Girardi go, make a change, and try to build from there. And instead, they get to Game 7 of the ALCS. And they still let Joe Girardi go. And then they go trade for John Carl Stanton, and they have not been as good since. And there have been many moves, many moves, many times over. That are the reasons why. If you don't develop your own, you're going to have a problem. Simple as that. Yankees, with their payroll, have been able to... And what was their payroll? Third or fourth in the league this year? Uh, third. I mean, they've been able to maintain winning for almost 30 years. Which is incredible. But the fact that they can't break through in the postseason, and maybe even more so that they haven't been able to get to a World Series or win one since 2009 is just the difference in talent or organization between the Astros and the Yankees. The Astros are the gold standard. They're the new Yankees. Without spending recklessly the way that the Yankees used to and spend way more than everybody else. So the Yankees don't draft and develop as well as the other teams. By the way, they've held on to all these prospects before it's until it's too late, and now they have to hope that some of these guys, they better hope that Cabrera, Peraza, Dominguez, these guys better turn into stars. We've heard about them for years. Well, now they have to. Gary Sanchez didn't. Gleyber Torres hasn't. There are many reasons why the Yankees are in the spot that they're in. Rob is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Rob? Hey, Sal. How you doing, brother? How are you, Rob? I'm all right, man. Uh, I'm switching up a little bit. I uh-huh. call talk about the Giants. Sure. Um, I'm, I know it's going to sound crazy. I'm saying this, just thinking out loud. But I can see his team going 12 and five for the season. All right. I mean, why is that crazy? They're already six and one. Uh, I'm not just saying because you know after last year, just like really. But 
a couple of takeaways from the game the other day. The refs was terrible. Uh, and give me an example. The hands in the face when they, when we got the interception towards the end of the game, and they called the Giants' defensive player for hands in the yeah, face of the wide okay. receiver. All right, I mean that that was terrible. That, I, nobody saw that. that what, what are you talking about? There was, was no hands in the faces. That was hurt. And then the roughing the passer on um, mm-hmm. the big guy, you know, when he grabbed him by the jersey. I mean, just put a red shirt on the quarterback and then you can't tackle him. Yeah, but that happens, that happens every week and far worse than what you saw there. But um, that was, it was horrible. It was just, to me, it was a horrible call. Mm-hmm. But just to take away, uh, I think they're in a great position. First of all, every team, because, you know, their wide receiver calls shot right now, is stacking the box to stop Barkley. And, and every game seemed like the first half, they get that down to a science. They, he's not doing much in the first half. And then the second half, they go in the locker room and they make adjustments. And this guy's breaking out for the second half, 80, 90, 100 yards. I mean, he's just and, – and with Jones running, it, it's just fascinating just watching how they're able to make those adjustments and come back in the second half and put in work. By the way, Rob, where do you have the Giants losing? You said six and four the rest of the way? I have them losing – I think they can win this game coming up against right, Seattle. Where are they losing four games here? Uh, Philly. Both? Minnesota. Both Philly or just one? Both. Both. Wow. Dallas and All Minnesota. the good teams? I mean, you, you think they're, they're going to lose again to Dallas, lose both to Philly, and lose to and Minnesota? Minnesota? And Minnesota. I mean, yeah. they got to be able to win one of those games, no? I, I'm just out. If they lose those five games, those four games, I'm cool because they still 12 and 5. Right. Right, but they could be even better. I mean, we're talking. Be I'm, not saying, I'm not guaranteeing they're going to lose. I'm saying right. I would take the twelve and five because they're twelve and five. Oh, I no, I get it. Twelve and five is twelve and five. However, I mean, you can't just. It usually doesn't play out like that. Beat the teams that you're expected to beat. And by the way, they have a very soft schedule, as you know. Right, at Seattle, soft, right. at Seattle, bye week, home right. against Houston, home against Detroit. Right. I mean, of those three, at worst, they they go two and one. You would think. I think they could go 3-0 on those. Oh, of course. Seattle this Sunday. Of course. I'm saying at worst. At Dallas, obviously, at Thanksgiving, that is going to be one hell of a matchup right. on Thanksgiving. Probably the most anticipated Thanksgiving matchup that I In can remember. In a long time. Oh, man. I can't. That is yes. going to be. That is going to be. I am so excited. Off the roof, okay? Oh, I am so excited for that game. Thank you, you Brian <laughs> Dave. Are you kidding me, Rob? Come what? on. What? How great is this? Nothing is better than being at home Thanksgiving with your family, eating the food, sitting there, having some and fun. And the Giants have a oh, winning record going Giants and Cowboys with the Giants yes. being good yes. gives me goosebumps. Yes. You, you know, I'd be more optimistic if they get back Tony and Galloway for that game. And how about potentially ruining Jerry Jones Thanksgiving? Oh, uh, please. That, that, that would be the, the, the cherry on top of the Sunday, bro. I want the Giants to beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving and then win at least one of the two Eagles games. I don't care how they get there with the rest of the record, but right. they, they, I want to see them beat the Cowboys. So you're talking about they're going to go 13-4 then. I mean, will you want optimistic? Let me see. Me? I'm going to go 2-1, and 3-1, and 4-1, and 5-1, 6-1, 6-2. Let's say 7-3 and three the rest of the way. Okay, so they get to the Dallas game. Seven and three. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm that's a lot. But even if they went six and four, you're right. I mean, you'd sign for that in a heartbeat. Right. I don't, I don't think they're going any worse than that. Right. I, 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 at this I point, it'd be a disaster, Rob, if they, felt, if they went worse than that. Uh, yeah, at this point, because I, I can see them easily winning in Seattle. Not easily. I see, you know, it's Seattle's hard to play in Seattle. tricky. Yeah, Seattle's tricky because 
A, it's not easy playing there. But B, right. Seattle's actually been decent this year. They've been decent, but they, they have a terrible run defense, and the Giants could run on them. I mean, I here's the thing. How, well, how do we value the Giants? You are kind of saying, okay, well, they're better than the teams we expected aren't mm-hmm. going to be any good, but not as good as Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota. So you you think the Giants are basically, you know, kind of still that, that middle Right level. now, without the receivers, yeah. If, they, if those two guys come back, Galloway and Tony, and they come back and they're healthy, or they, if they can't come back, Galladay, oh, he sucks, Galladay. You don't want him back. Oh, yeah, but but you still have to count for him. You still have to count yeah. for him. Nah, you I'd can't put nine people the in the box. I think they're better. I'd, I'd rather them just run the football with Barkley and Daniel Jones, for that matter. That's been right. a recipe for success. If they get Tony back instead of Galloway, I'll be happy because you have to account for Tony, and you can't stack nine in the box and now give Barkley a better chance and Jones. To run. Look, and that's, as, that's my thing. As long as, Rob, and thank you for the call, and good luck to your Giants, as long as, and this is a big you know, if here, as long as Barkley and Jones stay healthy, I don't see how the Giants, as well coached as they are, how they fall off. I mean, playoffs should be a certainty at this point. And it's just a matter of, can they win the division? I almost feel like we're not taking it seriously because the Eagles are undefeated, but in reality, the division's right there in front of them. Giants could win the division. Why not? Who says they can't? Are you going to bet against them? I wouldn't at this point. Now, even if they stub their toe in Seattle, it happens to the best of teams. They, I mean, they have the way the schedule lines up, a bye week after that, two home games against two teams that are no good. Lions are one and five, and the Texans are one and four and one. Washington's no good, even if you split those games. Yeah, Dallas is going to be a tough one, but that's going to be the game. Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, prime time, Thanksgiving, Brian Dable. Oh, yeah. Yes. Usually it's like, all right, the Lions game is the squash game. What's it is? You have Bill's Lions, I believe. Who is the night game again? I forget. We could look this up real quick. Uh, I'm going to be out on the night game. Is it Pittsburgh, maybe? Whatever it is, I'll be out on that night game. I can't. I can't. It's too much. I'd rather watch a Christmas movie on Thanksgiving Eve. My wife would seriously divorce me. She's like, you watch your football all day. You got to come home now and watch that. Matter of fact, I get the morning show, I think, the day after, filling in for Boomer and Geo with Jerry. I, I, I can't. I, I can't watch that. Uh, where am I looking here? Week 11 or is it week 12? Week 12. But you always have the Lions with the squash game, and they will get squashed by Buffalo. But that at least, you know, fantasy purposes, or you bet the over, or whatever you bet it. Oh, it's New England, Minnesota. I don't know why I thought it was Pittsburgh. It's actually not a bad game. New England, Minnesota. You know, Belichick, New England. Yeah, right. Who will be the quarterback? Zappy on Thanksgiving? Some Zappetizers? Hmm. In Minnesota? Not a bad game. I just can't commit to it. Oh, man, I love Thanksgiving. In Detroit, you're still getting everything set up by the Lions game going on. People still, you know, getting the table set and cooking up whatever final meals and getting everything prepped and ready. People start coming in maybe by halftime, whatever it may be. And then, then, just when everything starts getting going, I don't know about you guys. I eat early. We eat early. You usually eat all day long. I mean, you walk in, you're eating. It doesn't stop until you leave. And even then, you take some leftovers home. But then you get set for the Cowboys 
hosting the Giants. Oh, baby, is that going to be one hell of a game. And then if you're single, or if you'd like to be divorced, you have New England taking on Minnesota for the nightcap. Either way, whatever floats your boat. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Fun talking some football is now, Will. I mean, look, we always do baseball here. I love baseball the most out of any sport. It's my favorite. But with the New York baseball season coming to an end, and they extended it, you know, you give the Yankees credit going to the American League Championship Series. You know, they extended it uh, quite far, maybe not as far as we would have hoped with the Yankees or Mets being in the World Series or both. I mean, think about that. If we were getting set for a Subway Series right now, how different things would be. But either way, we turn our attention now to the winning New York football teams. And you get excited about the Rangers or Islanders and, of course, the Knicks and Nets. Although the Nets, I know, were off to a slow start. I did not watch uh, a lot of the Nets last night. I saw a little bit of it, but did watch, like I said, the Knicks. And you have to be encouraged with Jalen Brunson being exactly... I mean, think about it. The Knicks haven't had a point guard in 30 years, it feels like. Crazy. And it's nice to see Jalen Brunson actually playing well, at least to start here. And you you see immediately the difference that it makes when, you know, you have somebody who could actually move the basketball and control the, you know, control the, the play on the floor when he's out there. Cam Reddish has been a positive for the Knicks. Knicks are actually not bad. They should be solid this year. Now, how will they stack up in the Eastern Conference? I don't know. I'm not paying attention to how deep the rest of the East is. It does, on paper, look a little daunting. You look at the Eastern Conference and say, wow, man, how could the Knicks be better than some of these teams? But, hey, I mean, you never know. They're obviously not better than the Bucs, Celtics. Are the Cavs going to be as good this year? Probably, right? Maybe they should be still a top team. Is Atlanta going to get back into being a you know top team, top six team? Hard to see. Brooklyn, I would expect, is going to be there. Brooklyn and the Sixers have started slow. Miami as well started slow, but you have to think that those teams will be there. It was fun, though, watching a little basketball at the Garden last night. You know, that's what being a sports fan is, the change of seasons. We go through it together. It's disappointing, and it sucks when one ends, especially the way that it did for both the Mets and the Yankees this year. Great seasons, ended in great disappointment. But now it's exciting to be able to focus in on the Jets and the Giants who deserve our attention and the Knicks and I guess the Nets. 877-337-6666. George is calling from Winter Park, Florida. What's up, George? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I just was going to say that I was having a little trouble. Hold on. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, just, there you go. Yeah, you know what's me. Uh, listen... You talked about the golden age of uh, baseball. So I heard you, and I said, well, I watched my first game in 1944. I didn't talk about I, the golden age of baseball. No, you were talking about the old Yankee teams of DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. Well, I said when the Yankees were great, when they were the gold standard. Now they're the bronze bombers. Yeah, well, I just want to, you know, talk about the trick. The, the thing that really bothered me this year... <laughs> was the trade from Donaldson 
to to what's his name, Gio, mm-hmm. when he gave a gave a two eighty hitter, a guy who hit three hundred against a guy that was past his prime. And and, and twenty five million or whatever, over twenty million a year. Yeah. Yeah, but wait a minute. The excuse was he was good for the clubhouse. You give away like O'Shilla for a guy that's good for the clubhouse, that's I mean, that really bugged me. You know what bugged me? Brian Cashman said, George, and I'm sure you're aware of this, he said after the trade that the Yankees upgraded both offensively and defensively. I was actually floored by that. Yeah, well, you know what? The pitching was never really that strong. I mean, the word, excuse me, I have a little, just think. You all right over there? What's going on? They spent $500 million over for two players, Stanton and Cole. You think they got their money's worth? Um, Hard to say that anybody ever gets their money's worth in Major League Baseball outside of Max Scherzer about, with the Nationals. We're talking, we're talking about a half a billion. A half a billion for two players that really did not live up to Cole, maybe, but... Well, Cole was good this postseason, but still, I mean, overall... Look, I think Garrett Cole... I think Garrett Cole will be the ace. It has proven to be, for the most part, that the Yankees were missing. The problem is, if he doesn't deliver a World Series win, then no, I don't think it's worth it. John Carlstein has been hurt far too often for me to say that he's been worth it as well. Yeah, but, you know, I wanted to go back. I I forgot who I spoke to on the radio. Would Judge... When he was dealing the amount of money, I'll say it then and I'll repeat it. Judge is no DiMaggio. Judge is no Mantle. And he's no Barrow. I can promise you that. Well, I mean, Judge had a historic year, though, George. We're not going to go back to, as you say, the golden age. There's no need to do that. But um, I, I Judge had a one of the best seasons that I've ever seen. So, I mean, I don't go back to Mickey Mantle in whatever, 56 or 1961. I'm, I, I Judge along with Bonds, the two best seasons probably by an individual player that I've ever seen. And with Bonds, you do the math. Barry Bonds still, even with the PEDs or whatever you want to say, still the best player that I've ever seen. But this was a historic season for Judge. I'm not trying to minimize it. But when you finish it the way that he did in the postseason, I mean, it's... It's not a problem as far as what kind of contract he's going to get, but what's going to prevent us? Let's say Aaron Judge signs back with the Yankees, whatever the number is, $325 million. Aaron Judge going to be a Yankee for the next eight years, $325 million. Good, great. Now what? Now let's say he goes out there and has a another great year, 58 home runs. 58 home runs, 135 ribbies, hits 320. Well, guess what? It's not going to mean anything if he doesn't deliver to that level in the postseason, right? That's what it's about. We've already seen Aaron Judge and the Yankees dominate several regular seasons. They've got to be able to win. Got to be able to get to the World Series. DJ is in Eatontown, New Jersey. What's up, DJ? Hey, Sal. Uh, First things first, I wanted to say I was in a really cruddy mood until that guy... You were talking about the Giants and how they're going to beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. That kind of made me a little happy. I smiled since the first time since Aaron, uh, Aaron Judge knocked that ball over to the pitcher last night. Um, but thank you for that. Oh, glad uh, we can make I, you smile talking a little Giants football. 
<laughs> yeah, who would have thunk? Um, well, Thanksgiving, DJ. I mean, I don't care if you're a Giants fan or not. It does not get better hard. than that. It does not get better than that. Prime game, you know, the 4 o'clock game, Thanksgiving, Giants-Cowboys. Are you kidding me? Oh, it does get better because my brother-in-law, who I love to death, is a diehard Cowboys fan. So oh. I spend every holiday. So that will be great. And, and then um, my nieces and nephew will be looking at us like we're two lunatics and then my nephew will come over to the dark side and be a giant. Now, how are you going to work? See, the only problem with that is I've gotten so used to, you know, Washington and Dallas or the Raiders and Dallas games that don't really matter. So they're on kind of in the background. You're doing whatever you got to be doing with the family. But this game is a, hey, leave me alone game. This is a, everybody's got to be watching this game. I almost want to invite more people over for this game. <laughs> well, we'll we'll be we eat early like you said you eat early too. So right around kickoff, we'll, we'll probably be done, and I'll be in front of the TV. But I wanted to call up to complain about the Yankees one last time mm-hmm. until I start bragging about how number twenty is coming to the Bronx next year. Um, but they need some changes. Everyone knows that. Um, Brian Cashman, I, I've always supported the guy, but I think like he's either got to change how he operates or he's got to make a minor tweak here or there. Because you can't keep running the same team out. And I was thinking about it today. They're going to probably re-sign Anthony Rizzo. Then they, they're stuck with Donaldson and his $25 million because no one's going to take him. IKS going to be a backup. They'll probably start one of the rookies. But, like, this is the same team. That hopefully they re-sign Aaron Judge. But this is going to be the same team. Because like, there's no one spot where you could just change unless you start trading guys. But a lot of these guys are broken tools. Like, they're, they're – like, they're, they're selling them on the because well, the they're not worth it. Here's where they could change. And I don't know what the value will be, but they got to trade Glaber Torres. That would That's be number – well, well, only because it's a potential – see, I'm looking at the guys who have been the constant problems. You're going to want to bring Judge back, so let's say he's coming back. For me, I would look to move – and I know that this may not be popular amongst Yankee fans, but I would look to move John Carlos Stanton – and Glaber Torres. Not saying you got to trade him in the same deal, but those are the two guys that I'm looking to move. Stanton has his limitations. He's got injury histories, the money, all of it. I'd look to move on from John Carl Stanton, and I'd look to trade Glaber because I don't think Glaber is ever going to be what he once was in 2018 or 2019, and he continues to disappoint. Now, the other problem you have is Donaldson's not going anywhere. You got LeMayhew coming back. You're going to have to figure out a way to get these young guys in that lineup. I mean, the Yankees have – they have issues. They have several issues next year. Yeah, and, and also, like, you know, if you want to blame someone, like, I think Aaron Boone should be gone, but it's Brian Cashman's team. Like, Boone is the data inputter, like you say. That applicator, and like, yeah. And Yeah, my bad. Sorry to steal your bit. No, that's okay. But, um, but, like, they got to make a change, and, like, that's the only place you can really see them make a change without, like, a big trade like Glaber or Stanton. And I don't think anyone's taking Stanton, even though he's kind of undervalued at $25 million. But, like you said, he's a flawed player. He only plays the outfield a handful of times a year. Like, you're not going to invest that much money in a DH nowadays. Somebody might, somebody might take a flyer on Stanton because it's only $25 million a year. But I, for me, I just I don't care what the market is necessarily. I'm just saying for the Yankees now moving forward to change this team, that's the, you you can't just change and say okay, well we, we will cut Donaldson and not bring him back. They need significant change in the structure of the team. To me, it was always redundant having Judge and Stanton. That is what I would look to trade to change now. 
if you go the route of not signing Aaron Judge, that's different. Then maybe I keep John Carlos Stanton and obviously use the money that you would have spent on Judge elsewhere, maybe bring in Trey Turner or Edwin Diaz or the combination of the two. That's a different story. But assuming they bring Judge back, I would look to move John Carlos Stanton. And I got one last thing, and I'll let you go. Um, What do you think about this with, like, the Yankees being as flawed as they are? And, like, just think, they could have had Bryce Harper for what they're paying Josh Donaldson. He's signed for $25 million a year. And they didn't want to sign him because they didn't want an outfielder in his mid-30s. And it was late 30s. That's all Josh Harper's Donaldson, getting? That can't be all he's getting. He's getting. He's not getting at least 30 year, a year? $330 million over 13 years. That's all he's getting. So he's, the like you said, Max Scherzer is money well spent with the Nats. That's going to turn out to be a deal well spent with the Phillies and Bryce Harper. Love the show, Sal. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you, DJ. Wow. You're right. At the time, member fleas were looking at that contract or those contracts saying, Man, 13 years, $330 million. Now, all of a sudden, you look at that and say, wow, that's an excellent value, as a matter of fact. See, I thought that maybe with Machado, with Harper, I've been a huge Bryce Harper fan. I was 13, 15. I didn't care at the time. I would, I wanted my team. And I knew the Mets never had a prayer of getting involved because Which the Wolfons owned the team at the time. At the time. Yeah. You know, obviously, I had Steve Cohen on the team. He's probably a Met right now. But, yeah, the Harper years never bothered me. See, I wanted Machado more than Harper. I liked Machado, too. I Just the years scared me with him more. I just, for whatever reason, never doubted what that Harper would What was his deal? Same thing? 13? Might have been a little bit. Maybe it was like 12. Or, but either way, I just I felt pretty confident at that time that, okay, Harper's going to give you at least 10 all-star MVP level 10. years on that deal. Machado got 10 at $300 million. I remember just thinking at the time, well, both of the, I mean, obviously the Mets, but we knew they were never involved. Both of them at the time thinking the Yankees should have given this contract. I, I thought it was a, I remember talking about this at SNY. I don't think it was in radio at the time, or if I was, it was in the minors at OR. I remember at the time thinking it was a foregone conclusion Machado's going to be a Yankee. He wanted to be a Yankee. He's only Yankee. You know, he played well with the Orioles. You, you saw him firsthand. Yankees had a need. Uh, I forget what exactly the the situation was, the lineup or whatever at that time. But and remember, well, up until the Stan trade, Cashman. I assumed okay, one day Harper's going to be a Yankee. When they made the trade, I thought okay, they're going to sign Machado. They just they just tipped their hand as to which one of these two guys they're going to get after next year. This is now going into the 2018 season. The entire 2018 season, Machado gets traded. I thought I would have bet so much at the time that. In the 2018 offseason, between 2018 and 19, he was going to sign with the Yankees. I thought, all right, Yankees made their move for an outfielder. That's Stanton signaling to us they want to sign Machado. That's who they chose internally out of these two guys. And it turns out that they made their decision where Stanton was the guy, and they couldn't get anybody else. I can't believe— Well, they got Josh Donaldson years yeah, later, so right. not nothing. I mean, it is now, look, they did sign Garrett Cole for a big contract, and luckily they were able to spend on him the $314 million that they gave him— a couple years ago, and that was the last time the Yankees went and got a big free agent. And I get it. You can't spend $300 million on everybody. But if they knew that Cashman or or that the trade for Stanton was going to prevent them from being all in on Machado or Harper. See, I bet that ownership went to Cashman and said we or or they went you know to each other or whatever and worked out and said we'd rather have Stanton than either of these two guys paying them 13 years, $300 million. I bet you that was their organizational decision, whether it was Cashman, whether it was ownership, whether it was both. But they knew that they could only get one, and they made that decision. And that's the wrong decision. 
Both the other two are significantly better players than Stan. That's the thing I've been wondering for years. You know, did they know that, okay, the limitless spending is going to end after you go out and get one of these guys? And I think you're right. They knew that they were about to just take a little bit of a step back because of the luxury tax. And they said Machado and Harper might be better, and they're younger, and they're guys you can maybe count on more. But because you can get Stanton for giving up nothing, and I know they gave up a couple players, but they ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, gave up nothing. And with getting the Marlins to pay a little bit, they looked at it as, well, we're going to get 100% value of this player paying like, you know, 70, 75% of the price. Whereas with Machado and Harper, we're going to have to be the guy that signs them a year later and give them the full 300 plus million. I think I agree with you. I think that they said, all right, we can kind of skim a little bit here and, you know, like to say on the margins talks that these teams talk about and use that money somewhere else. And it has failed spectacularly for five years. And you notice the pattern. Machado, Harper, Stanton, bronze. Bronze Bombers. Again, it's the same thing. The Yankees used to go get the top guy. They literally settled for third in this scenario. They settled for third again. They chose third in what we're laying out. And guess where they finished this year? Padres is the first team out. The last three teams standing. Phillies were in. Astros get in. Yankees are third. They are... The Bronze Bombers. I could not be more correct. You know, Yankees, whatever. We have some fun with that. The Bronze Bombers is accurate. They used to be the gold standard. They have become the Bronze Bombers. I can't believe it. I used to hate the New York Yankees, but that was when they were the gold standard. That one was when they went out there and actually tried to win every year. Won at all costs. Did whatever it took to build their team to be the best, whether it resulted in a World Series win or an appearance, whatever. They went for it, always. These Yankees? Oh, these are the lovable losing Yankees. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. 
here to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Sal Alcada back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Starting to get excited for the baseball offseason. I know the season just ended here in New York, but who wasn't excited for the offseason? What big moves are out there that will be made by either of the New York teams? See, I know, it sounds weird saying this, it's like bizarro world. I know the Mets are going to make big moves, whether it's bringing back all of their own and then some whether it's you know deciding to let DeGrom go and investing that elsewhere, maybe it's making a trade for a big player, the Mets are going to make big moves. I mean, that has been one constant under the ownership now of Steve Cohen. And they continue to say that Steve Cohen has allowed Billy Epler and company to go out there and spend. So guess what? They're going to do it, whether it's via free agency, whether it's a trade, whether it's both. They will add to this team. With the Yankees, they need to add to their team. They need changes. And really, it's kind of a different story to start with because before you get even really in the conversation about judge back or what the Yankees are going to do to upgrade or what trades they can make, you got to figure out who's making the decisions. Are they bringing back Brian Cashman? And if they do, why would you have any faith that things would be any different? Jimmy is calling from Jersey City. Jimmy, how'd you do? Did you get any sweep last night? I mean, sleep last night? Yeah, well, after my Dolphins when I got some good sleep. Oh, okay. You know, but uh, hey, Sal, tell that guy Marco, he, he cracks me up. Uh, Marco, everything in baseball is about guessing. Baseball is a guessing game, Marco. No, that's not true. Not everybody's a guess oh, hitter. Oh, Sal, I, Sal, I guess it. I, I played the sport. No, I know. I played professional. Oh, I get it's it. It's a guessing game. When you know, I pitch, I'm, I'm throwing a pitch to a batter, I'm guessing. Is he looking for a fastball? Is he looking for a curveball? Is he looking for what he's looking for? Yeah, but there are, certain, the there, there are certain hitters, Jimmy, and you know this. There are certain guys that are guess hitters, and there are other guys that react. I mean, you could be looking something, but then adjust to another pitch. Not everybody just goes up there guessing, saying, okay, well, I'm getting a fastball. If I don't, I'm looking at it. And that's what happens well, like, a lot of like times. When, well, like when guy, when the guy has two strikes on him and he takes a dead strike down the middle, people go, oh, why? Because he's not looking for that pitch. He's looking for that right. That's why that pitch he took. Right, and that's but what I'm we're saying. saying. you got to be a better hitter than that. You just can't be standing there looking all the time. I, I, I don't now, like the idea of guest hitters. I'd rather them be actual hitters. My man, uh, Michael K, and I'll always take his word over anybody in the media, like he said in the last night's uh, post game, the Yankees will be a different team next year, and that will be true. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. I have a bone to pick with you. Number one, oh, well, two things here. Number one, I do want to acknowledge that I thought Michael K was excellent on the Yankee postgame. 
And you know me, I've joked around and picked on Michael K a little bit, not the biggest fan of his work necessarily. I thought he was excellent on the Yankee post game. So I'll give you credit there. But number two, how do you say you're taking Michael K's word over anybody else? What's wrong with you? Well, Sal, today give you that daytime show, then I'll be on your side, buddy. And I, well, what? What's and the I difference? See, and, I, and I see you on the Yankee Yes Channel. Well, I'll what's the difference? Side. What's the difference with the daytime show or not? I run <laughs> circles around Michael K as a talk show host. You put this out there on tape, go show him. I own, I own Michael K. Talk show? What are you kidding me? Pound for pound, he couldn't get. I don't care what time he's on, how much he makes. I'll put hey. my show against anybody, <laughs> not just Michael K. Anybody. Hey, you know I went to high school with Jack Curry. You know that? I like Jack Curry. Jack Curry's a nice guy. Yeah, he went to Hudson Catholic in Jersey City. Uh, listen, we're gonna need a new catcher next year. We're gonna need a new, probably new first baseman. Because uh, if Judge ain't, I don't, I don't, I don't want Judge back. Uh, if they don't sign Riz, uh, Judge, Rizzo's going to be gone. You're going to need a new third baseman. Donaldson uh, probably ride the bench for his last unless they can get rid of him. And you're going to need a, 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 a left field look at Ben Attendi. You don't know if you sign them. But like Michael K said, it's going to be a total different team, Sal. And Judge's money you're going to take to go try and get a couple good good stud players. Uh, oh, you you're going to let Judge go? Yeah, Sal, listen, I, the, the, the regular season numbers, they don't impress me. You know, like, Stephen Curry, Durant, LeBron James, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys, Mahomes. You know, you don't just play good during the regular season. You got to play good through the whole postseason. Judge hasn't done that yet since he's been a Yankee. And, and I can't take an under 200 batting average for his career in the playoffs. That's not going to fly with me, at least for me as a diehard Yankee fan. Yeah, I don't. Now, what do you think they're going to do, though? Uh, I, don't, I have no idea what, what position yeah. you mean or what, what players. Well, no, I'm just saying with Judge. I mean, they, they are they want Judge back. I don't think they're going to let the postseason impact that they want him or not. Now, it is yet to be determined, A, who's going to be calling the shots. We assume Brian Cashman. But, B, if he's going to, let's say Cashman is back, is he going to say the same thing you are? Hey, look, we need players who could get him done in the postseason, and I'll offer Judge, you know, 300 or 250 or whatever his number may be, but we're not going to 380 or 350 for, nah, yeah, for he, yeah, he he blew that chance by by having a horrible postseason, and I was one of his advocates for forty to fifty million, but he ain't gonna get that now. now how do you change so much, Jimmy? You you're saying give give Judge fifty million, he's good to well, go. Now, now I, I was out. expecting him to ride into the playoffs the way he rode the regular season. And Sal, just so you want to know, because I'm I'm, I'm you're going to be younger to be, but you you do remember Juan Gonzalez? He had probably one of the best years I've ever seen, even right up there with Judge in 1998. And you look at the numbers, uh, he had a great year, 45 homers, 160 RBIs, 318 bad narrows. Not sure if he won the Triple Crown that year. You could look that up. No, he did but, not uh, win the Triple Crown because we wouldn't yeah. really remember it. Cabrera was the first guy to win the Triple Crown uh, for, I think, for for years. I forget what the exact year was. And this series with the Yankees, like I, I was just more mad. You, you know, you love baseball. I love baseball. You know, fundamentals are, like, so, so key to winning games. Like, we gave away – going into the, today was Monday. They could have been playing – could have been 2-2 or 3-1 Yankees. They gave away the first game. You gave away the cold game with the fly ball that uh, mm-hmm. Judge and uh, Beta dropped. Then last night's game with Torres throwing the ball away. That's like, and That could have been three games you really gave away. I mean, yeah, they played fu- Don't get me wrong. Their starting pitcher was better than ours. Well, they were better overall. They were better overall, but the Yankees didn't help themselves. You can't beat you can't beat yourself and play of like course, that course, against a better team. No, Well, you know who does play like that, though, Jimmy? And thank you for the call. The Phillies. Phillies kick the ball around, they throw it around, and they're still in the World Series. Hard to believe. But the Astros are better than the Padres, for example. So the Yankees can't be doing that stuff 
against a team that they're better than. Or, excuse me, against a team that is significantly better than they are. Jimmy got me all riled up about Michael K. I mean, come on, Jimmy. Don't come on my show saying that the only voice you want to hear is Michael K. I give him credit. I thought K was excellent on the postgame. That's as far as it goes. You want to compare talk shows? Come on now. Don't get me started on that. You're going to get me in trouble. I'll take them all down. What do I care? I got nothing to lose anyway at this point. Ryder is calling from Highland Park. What's up, Ryder? Yes, good evening. I have an opinion. Every All your callers, including yourself, think that Aaron Judge is going to be back next year. He's 31 years old. How long are they going to sign him for and for how much? I mean, they can get rid of him and bring in some medium batters out there to get just base hits instead of putting it over the wall every time. I just think they might get rid of him. I heard that he won't, he's from California. Maybe he'll go to the Giants. I'm not too sure, but I think Cashman will be back. I think he'll be calling the shots. He's been there forever. He's been there since George was there. So he's kind of like the backbone. I don't, I think the coach, uh, Boone will get, get out. Why? But I think Cashman's. Why do you think Boone will get out? Who hired Boone? I, I, I imagine Cashman. Yeah, but well, it's a good imagination. Like, Who extended Boone? I imagine Cashman. All right, so why would then Boone be out if you think Cashman's going to be back? They got to make the changes, and, and Cashman, I don't think, is going to go anywhere because he's been there forever. Uh, so what? I, so what does that mean? He's been there forever. That's the reason they should make a change. He's made a lot of good deals for the Yankees over time, and he's made a lot of bad ones. And has the Yankee have the Yankees won recently? No, not not at all. You're okay, absolutely so, right so there. Then, so then, if you move on from the manager and keep Brian Cashman and his philosophy, what makes you think they're going to be any different next year? I, I'm not sure. I just don't think that Cashman's going anywhere. Yeah, well, I, I'm not saying that he is. And thank you for the call, Ryder. I'm not saying that he is. What I'm saying is you can't say that Boone's going to go somewhere, but Cashman's not, and think that it's going to be a different result for the Yankees. Whether you think or I think, it doesn't matter. It matters what actually happens. And if the Yankees keep Brian Cashman, then I have no faith that they are going to change the results next year. I said that before this year, after last season. The Yankees need to move on from Cashman, not because he's terrible at his job, because he's not, but because it's time for a change. It's time for a different vision and philosophy for the organization. I said that last year. Guess what? Now we're in the same spot again this year, as Cashman didn't build a good enough team. So what do you think is going to happen next year at this time if Brian Cashman stays? It's going to be the same thing. Run it back. It's going to be the same thing. They're not good enough. They're not nowhere. They are not close to the Houston Astros. Now, could they get lucky and maybe the Astros somehow have a bad year and injuries and they get bound? I guess it could happen. Anything's possible. But if you've watched this Yankee team close enough, they've gone backwards since 2017. That's on the guy who built this thing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.